Okay, we begin today the Gemara on Daf Mem Beis Amud Beis at the bottom line of the Yomud. Said in the Mishnah, "Va'atem i atem kain that you Yidden do not come to war like the Goyim that come with the victory of the power of their general and the soldiers themselves." The Mishnah's lashon was, "Ki Hashem alekechem ha'hoylechimachem leilochem lachem." The Eibushter goes along with you to fight with you. So the Gemara asks on this lashon of the Mishnah, "V'kol kach lama." What is this uh, expression that the mission over here says? It doesn't just say that the Abishab promises that he'll help you and he'll, he'll, uh, he guarantees victory, but it says, Heilich, the Abishab goes along with you. What is this expression of going along with you? Answers the Gemara, Hashem, Bechol Kinuya, the Abishab, the Abishab's name and all the different other names of the Abishab, Munachim Baran, are there found in the Aren. The Aren went out in war with the Yidden, ahead of all the Yidden, and the Aren has the Luchas in it. And perhaps they say for with it, Taisus discusses here. Could be there were two different Tyrannus, one that went with them with war, one that didn't. But the Aran is going with them. So therefore, the Abish is not only guaranteeing them victory, but the Abish is going along with them. We see this from another Pasik, where it says that Yidin went out into war when they fought over there, the Midyanim, after the story of Baalpair. They went out, and they went out thousands with their generals, and Vespinchos. Okay, and then Pinchas, and Pinchas went along with them as well. That's Pinchas ben Alazar. Possibly there continues that they had the clay Kodesh and they had Chatzayzris Atrua. So the Gemara Darshins Oisam when it says Oisam they who's the they that went with Yidden Elos Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin also go along with Yidden to fight. Pinchas Ze Meshuach Muhammad. Pinchas, so he was the one that was anointed to be the one to lead Yidin into war, as we said it. Meshulach Muhammad has to speak to the Yidin before they go into the war. Klea Kaidesh, Ze Aren, Veluchas Shabbai. The Klea Kaidesh refers to the Aren and the Luchas in it that go along with Yidin. And the Chatzaitzris Hatrua, when it says the Pasik, the Chatzaitzris go with Yidin, Elu HaShaifris. This refers to the fact that Yidin will go out into war with Shaifris. In addition to the fact that the Yidin had Chatzaitzris that they blew to gather the Yidin and to go out into war, there was also Shaifris that the Pasik is uh, referring to. Tane and Abraisa, we learned, Loi Lechinam Halach Pinchas Lamochamet. Pinchas here went to fight the Minyanim, not for no reason. Ela Lipara Din Avi Imai. He came to pay back what he owed for what was done to the father of his mother, referring back to Yosef, that he was a descendant of Yosef, and he was paying back the Midyanim that bought Yosef and brought him down to Mitzrayim. The Midyanim were the ones that sold him to Mitzrayim, so he was coming here to fight the Midyanim, to pay them back for this. So in other words, this Bryce is arguing with the previous Bryce. The previous Bryce says, why is Pinchas going out in war here? He was the Mashroch Muhammad. He was the one that was anointed for this purpose. This Bryce is saying, no, even if he wasn't, he went out into war over here to fight, to pay back for what was done to his grandfather. Shall we say that Pinchas was a descendant of Yasef? But Vaksiv, there's a Pasuk that says, the Lazar ben Aaron Akain, ben Aaron that is, his father, he got married to the daughters of, from the daughters of Putiel. Loyleisha for a wife. Now, who is this Putiel? My love, don't you think the Putiel is the Asi mi Yisrael shepitem agolim laavedas kechavim? The name Putiel was one of the names of Yisrael, and the reason he got this name was because he fattened calves to be used for avedazara. Right, and then he became a ger, of course. But the point is that his mother came from Yisrael, not from Yosef. So the Gemara says, no, that's not what Putiel means. Mi Yosef shepitpet be Yisrael. He, actually, his mother came from Yosef, 
that made a mockery out of his, out of the Yitzhahara. And that's when Yosef was uh, with the wife of Petifah, and he did not do the Aveda. So that's what the name Petil is. But we know, it says in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the following, that when Pinchas went and killed the, the, the Nasi of the Shevet, Kazbi uh, Mansur, and so on, and the, so what happened? The, the Shvatim came, and they were embarrassing him, and they said, you see this individual, and they referred to him as Ben Puti. What does Ben Puti mean? Ben Shepitim Avi Imoya Golom Avedis Kechavim. A person that he's a son of his, his grandfather that fattened the, the calves of Avedizada, Yadik Nasim Yisrael. Now he comes along and he kills a Nasi amongst the Eden. So that was, so we see clearly that their tiny was that he's a descendant of Yisrael. Rebbe explains this, this uh, what, what, what exactly what the Shvatim saying against Yisrael. What's the connection of Avedizada to what he was doing here? point over here is not so much the Avedizara aspect, but it's more the idea that you take the way by Avedizara, they would take these calves and they would fatten them, they would give them a lot of food and then they would shecht it. It's an act of achzarius. It's an act of, uh, of, of uh, how do I say achzarius in English? Cruelty. So they were saying to Pinchas, you think that you're this great hero and you had self-sacrifice to kill the ones that were doing the Aveda? No. It's really a nature of cruelty that you're expressing like your grandfather. That was their time. So he wasn't a descendant of Yosef. Elo says the Gemara as follows. Both are true. If his mother's father came from Yosef, then an ime, the ime mi Yisrael. So then his mother's mother was from Yisrael. And but or you could say the, the, the opposite. The ime, the ime mi Yosef. If his mother's mother came from Shevet Yosef, avoid the ime mi Yisrael. So then the father is, is uh, the father of his mother came from Yisrael. They can, I'll prove to you that the Pasik is showing that he comes from both. And the term puti el means tre mashma. It's mashma that he came from two that this term puti goes on, which goes on Yisrael that was mefatim and Yosef that was mefat pet, that he was he, he made a, a makri out of his Yitzhahara. And that right, so it says puti el, Rashi says it does not say puto el. Puto el would be one. So Shmamina, so therefore we see that Yosef, uh, sorry, that uh, Pinchas, that is, besides of course being a descendant from his father, from Lazar, from Aaron, he was also a descendant from Yisrael and a descendant from, uh, from Yosef. Okay, going back now to the halachis of what was said to the Yidin when they go out into the war. So after the Kainim, the, 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 the Meshuach Muhammad, that is, he speaks to the Yidin, so the Shaitrim, and they had the police that were appointed. They speak to the Eden. Lamer, they spoke to the Eden and they told them the following Allah. A person that built a new home and he did not inaugurate it yet. He can go back home. Now the Mishnah clarifies what does it mean? Who's included in building a new home here? This includes even someone that built a home that just made as a storehouse to keep a straw there. Or Beis Abakar, a place, a barn basically, to keep cattle there. Or Beis Aitzim, a storehouse for wood, Beis Aitzim, or any other storehouse. That's also included. You could also go back home. Now, Echad Habayne, whether you built a home, Vechad Alikeyach, or you bought a new home, Vechad Ayerish, you inherited, or Vechash Naslem or you received it as a gift. The next thing they said was, person that planted a vineyard and he did not get a chance yet to be machalal. Rashi says machalal here means you have to wait three years until you can eat the grapes, the years of Arla. Then the fourth year, then, so you take these, the term chilalai means that usually what they would do is they would take the, vine, the, 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 the grapes and they would redeem it on money. And the money they would bring to Yerushalayim and then the, the grapes they could eat whatever they want. That's the chilalai. 
So if you did not yet get the chance of the fourth year, so then you can go back as well. <coughs> now, the Mishnah clarifies, whether you planted a vineyard, or even if you planted, not a whole vineyard, but you planted trees, and there are five trees, or even five trees that are from five different types of trees. It doesn't have to be five from the same kind of tree. Uh, you ha- but it has to be five trees that are made, as you have here the picture in Rashi. You see in Rashi? You have the picture of the four trees and a, and a fifth tree that sticks out. Those are, there has to be five trees that are planted that way. Now, whether you planted, or if you were mavrich, a branch. How do they translate mavrich there? You pull down a branch. What, again? Okay, well, then Markiv. What's Markiv? It's also kind of, it's different. And Mavrich. Layers. Correct. So, okay, so Mavrich is when you draw down the branch, you layer it, meaning you put it down into the ground. You sort of plant that branch itself back into the ground, mm-hmm. and a new tree grows from that. Mm-hmm. And Markiv is when you graft from two trees together. Mm-hmm. Or whether a person bought a, a tree, or he inherited, or received the gift. In all these cases, he has to go back, he can go back from the war. The third thing is, a person that got married to his wife, the first stage of marriage, and he did not get yet fully married to her, also goes back. Now, whether he's marrying a psula, she was never married before. Or he's marrying an almana. Or even if this is a woman that she's waiting, she's anticipating for yibum, also he can go back. And even if the case over here is that the, his brother that was married to his wife died in the war, he also comes back from the war. Now all of these that come back from the war, the Bach takes out this extra word here, they come out and they have to listen to the Kayin that is speaking to them when they are preparing, going out to the war. And what do they do? They don't have to go out to fight, but they do have to go out. They, they, they still have to provide water and food. They go and work in the kitchen to provide for the, for the soldiers what they need. And to pave the roads and so on. So they do other work that's done for the, for the army, but not to actually go out and fight. The following are people that do not go back from the war. They do go and fight. Habayne Beishar, person that built a new place in front of his house, like a, a watchman's a, a, a room to sit there in front of his house. So that's not considered to be a new house to dwell in, to live in. Or achsadre, or some kind of a, like a hallway or entrance uh, in front of your house. Also not a real dwelling. Or mirpeses, or a porch. And the same regarding trees. Haniteya arba iloni Michael, if you plant only four trees. Or or even if you planted five trees, but they're, they're trees that don't produce fruits. Or regarding marriage, a person that returns a grusha, that he's not, that um, he, doesn't, he doesn't go back, he doesn't go back for that as well. Okay, so he was once married with her before, he divorced her, then married. So he says, nah, that's not called the Isha Chadasha. He once married, was married to her before. Or and that the Kohen Gadol got married to, because he's not supposed to be married to her. 
and Grusha Vachalutza Lakayan Hadiat, and the same with Grusha Vachalutza that's not allowed to be married to a Kayan Hadiat, or a Mamzeris and a Sinna Li Yisrael, Mamzeris and a Sinna that are not allowed to be married to a Yisrael. We learned about this before, the Mamzeris, <laughs> or Nesina, which is from those Gaidim of the time of Yeshua that are not allowed to marry into Klai Yisrael. Bas Yisrael, a Mamzeril Anasin, or the reverse, a Bas Yisrael that's married to a Mamzer and Anasin, Loi Hoyachaiser. None of them would go back from the war. Rabbi Daim Rabbi says regarding building a home. A person that had a home and it was demolished and he rebuilds it, but he rebuilds it exactly the way it was before. So it's the same home as it was before. So he also wouldn't go back from the war. If a person builds a brick home in an area in Shari in Eretz Yisrael, so Rashi says this is a place where the ground is not stable, it's not good. So what ends up happening is, once in a few years, once in seven years, you're going to have to rebuild this home. <laughs> so therefore, it's not a permanent home. So for that, you also don't go back for the war. <laughs> Here are the following that do not even have to go out to initially even to go to the war and listen to what the Kayan says, who goes back, who doesn't. They just stay <laughs> home originally. A person that built a new home and he did inaugurate his home, but it's right in the first uh, time, the first year from when he inaugurated his home. Or he, uh, he uh, planted a new vineyard and and it was, it's still in the first uh, year that he's eating from the, new, from the new grapes, the first year, the fourth year that he's eating the grapes from his vineyard. He marries his wife. Or, so in other words, for the first stage of marriage, but now it's the first year that he fully married her. Or our kindness is Yivimta, or even by Yivama, he married her and it's in the first year of marriage. Shanamar, here the Pasuk says, The first year, you be clean, you stay at your home, and you don't have to go anywhere. So, so what do we learn from this? When it says in the Pasuk that, you, that for your home, one year, so that literally means that uh, that's if you have a new home. In the first year that you're living in a new home, you, stay, you can stay home, you don't have to go out into the war. Then when it says the word yiyeh, that word yiyeh is an extra word, it's going on something else, zekarmai. That's the new vineyard. The first year that you're eating from it, you stay home. And then when it says zuishtai, the first year of marriage, you stay with your wife. Asher lokach, then the Pasuk says, the wife that lokach, what is Asher lokach coming to add? Lohoviyas yivimtoi. That includes also a yivame, that you stay home, and these people that stay home, they don't even have to go and work in the kitchen, or do other work for the army to pave the roads and so on, they stay home. Speak to the Eden. You would think that the Shaitrim, they come themselves and speak to the Eden and tell them these Allahs about who has to go back and who not. But, says the Gemara, afterwards, the Pasuk continues and says, that the Shaitrim come, they will add and come and tell the Eden additional things. There, the Pasuk is saying that the Shaitrim come and speak things that they say on their own. Not repeating what the Kayim Meshulach Muhammad says, but Ha'amani Makayim Vidibra Shaitrim. When it says that the Shaitrim speak to the Eden, what are they saying? They're saying over what the Kayim Meshulach Muhammad says, they repeat it to the Eden. Okay, so how does this work? Kayim Medaber. First, the Kayim Meshulach Muhammad speaks to Eden, and then the Shaitr Mashmiya. And the Shaitr would make sure, the Shaitrim would make sure that all Eden heard what the Kayim Meshulach Muhammad said. 
according to one opinion, I think the Yishami brings this, that not only would they make sure all Yidin should hear, but they actually also translated it. If the Yidin didn't understand, Kaim had to speak Palashan HaKadosh, as it said in the beginning of the Patek. And they said it over for Yidin in other languages. Now here there's another Braises, more, more than one Braises here, that says more details about this. So Tani Chada, in one Braises we learn, Kayin Medaber V'Shaiter Mashmiyah. The Kayin is the one that speaks, and the Shaiter is the one that makes sure the Yidin hear it. In another Braise, it says, The Kayin speaks, and the Kayin, just the Kayin alone, the Kayin makes sure you didn't hear. And then there's a third Braise that says, That the Kayin doesn't speak at all, it's the Shaiter that speaks, and the Shaiter makes sure all you didn't hear. So this is obviously three different parts over here, and three different stages of them speaking to the Eden. So what is this referring to? Amar Abaye, so Abaye explains as follows. What does this mean? If you look into the Apostolic, you'll see over there, it says three different things. When the Apostolic over there says that the Kayin, Meshulach Muhammad, comes close to Yidin and he speaks to them. So the Kayin speaks and only the Kayin speaks. Over there, that part of the Pasuk, it speaks about where the Kayin is encouraging Yidin, don't be afraid. The Ebishter has your, guarantees your victory. That only the Kayin speaks. Now, Mividibru at Vyasfu, then from where it says Vidibru, and then till Vyasfu, it says Vidibru at Shaitrim, Kayim Adaba Vishaitrim Ashmiya. Over here is the Halachas. So, this is something that the Shaitrim have to teach Yidin and make sure they understand. These are the Halachas of who has to return. Now, Mividibru at afterwards it says Vyasfu, and this is where the Shaitrim speak to the Yidin, and over there in that part of the Pasuk it says, whoever is afraid, whoever can't handle fighting in war, should go back home. That's Shaita Medaba Vishaita Mashmiya. That only, only the Shaita speaks and the Shaita makes sure that he didn't hear this. person that built a new home, also he goes back from the war. So the Braiser brings details, as the Mishnah said, it's not allowed after if he built a new hall, Zakta Mishnah, Zakta Gemara, that is, Tan Rabbani, we learned in the Braiser, when it says, if you built a new home, that's the Lashon of the Pasik. So that would sound like only if you built a new home. Lokach, v'yorash, v'nitnloi, you bought or inherited or got a gift. V'matana, minayin. How do you know that you also return? Tamad loimar, mi ish. When it says mi ish, it's extra. So that teaches me even in other instances. Now, ashabana bias. When it says a home, only ela bias. I would think that's literally a home that you're living in. Minayin l'rabais. How do I know other kinds of dwellings? Beis ha-teven, beis ha-boka, beis ha-etzim, beis ha-etzris. Whether for cattle, for straw, for wood, or for other kinds of storages. Tamad loimar, asher bono. When it says asher bono, we call mokim. That means any kind of dwelling, even if it's not mamish for a human being. Yochel, but I would think, shani marabafa, bayne beishar, achsadrim, or peses. Even that watchman's house, or the hallway, or porch, that's also a dwelling. Tamad loimar, bayis. So it says, no, it has to be a home. Ma bayis, a royal edira. Bias means it's fit for some kind of dwelling. Dira has to be something made for some kind of dwelling, even if it's not for a human being, but fit for some kind of dwelling. And these things are not made for dwelling at all. Rabbi Yaakov argues, he says, when it says in the Pasuk, bias, bias means kim mashmoi. has to be literally a home that a person lives in, not any of the other kinds of storages that are used for other things. Then the Pasik says that this is the home that Loi Chanochai. He did not inaugurate the home yet. So it could have said in the Pasik Loi Chonach. Why does it say Loi Chanochai? He did not inaugurate it. So there's an extra Vav here. We dash him from this. Pratla Gazlin. This excludes a person that stole a home. If you stole a home and now you have a new home that you did not inaugurate yet, you don't return from the war.
Says the Gemara, why do we need this drasha here? Lame, shall we say, the look of Yesiaglili. This Bryce is not following what Rabbi Yesiaglili said. Why? Dear Rabbi Yesiaglili, if we would be following what Rabbi Yesiaglili said, he explains as follows. When the Shaitrim say that a person that has a soft heart and he's worried, he can't handle the war, he should return. What does that mean? What is he afraid of? This is a person that's afraid of the Avedis that he has and he should return. So if so, if we know that a person that has a Vedas has to return, that includes a Goslin. So why do we need a special Pusik to say that a Goslin, uh, that this Goslin over here, it's not, he's not included over here in this, in this home, he anyways has to return. All right? So wh- why do we need a special Pusik to say that he does not have to return? So the Gemara says, I can tell you, no, that this Brahisa follows Rabbi Yisrael as well. What's the case of this Goslin? He stole a home, but the but then he did shuva, and v'yav domi, and then he paid. He paid the owner of the home full price for the home that he took from him. So if he did shuva and he worked it out with the owner, that he paid him for it. So then he basically bought his home, and v'lehed he should go back from the war just like a person that buys a home. Answers the gemara, but kiven de gzeila because initially he did steal it from the owner. Like that's the chiddush of the pasuk that he does not go back from the war. Okay, but this person already did shuva. The next thing the Mishnah spoke about was regarding a person that planted a new vineyard. So what does this include? When the Postic says that he planted. I would think only if he planted a new vineyard. If he bought, inherited, or got a gift. How do we know that's included as well? Tamad Laimar Umi Ha'ish. Umi Ha'ish includes more. <laughs> now it says, Ashanata Kenneth planted a vineyard. Ain't the yellow carrot. So I know a vineyard. Minayan Larab is Chamishi Loni Michael. How do I know if you plant five trees that produce fruits? Even if it's five different kinds of trees as well. Tamad Laimar Asher Nota. Asher Nota tells me not only the vineyard, but even other kinds of trees as well. I would think that I should include even four, four trees that are planted, or or five trees that are fruitless. So the Pasuk, when it says Kerem, it says it has to be similar to a vineyard, just like a vineyard is planted. You don't plant one vine, you plant a few together, and the minimum is five. By the trees also, it has to be five, it has to produce fruits. Again, Rabbi Yezab ben Yaakov argues, similar to before by the house, over here as well, Rabbi Yezim Yaakov says, Kerem kemashmoi. Kerem means literally a vineyard, not anything else. Now, the Pasuk that says, Lechilelei, that he did not yet get a chance to eat from this. Now, Lechilel, it could have said Lechilel, but it says, Lechilelei, an extra vav. What is this coming to exclude? It says, this Braise, Prat lemavrich o lemarkev. It comes to exclude a person that took the branch and layered it into the ground, or the person that grafted a branch into another tree. That this, for this kind of a new tree that's growing in this way, you don't go back from the war. That's Atelier is the Braise. Now the Gemara is going to focus on this last point of the Braise. That Mavrich and Markiv does not return from the war. Frek the Gemara, but what did we learn in our Mishnah? Whether you plant, whether you Mavrich, layer down the, uh, the branch into the ground. If you graft, you do go back from the war. So we have a contradiction from the Mishnah to the Braisa. So the Gemara is going to give a few answers to this question. Omer Abzeireh, Omer Abchister, Abzeireh says in the name of Abchister as follows. Like Kashi, it's not a question. Kan Bar Kovas Iser. 
if a person is mavrich in uh, iser, meaning two different types of trees that you're not allowed to graft with one another. So then for that, you don't go back from the war. And kan bar koves heter. But if it's a harkoves heter, if you're being mavrich, one tree with another, where in a way that it's allowed, that's what the Mishnah says, that you do go back from the war. Okay, so it's interesting over here, the Gemara, when it talks about Arkovis Iser, it does not bring up the question that it asked before, that if it's Arkovis Iser, what do I need a special Pasuk for to say that it does not go back from the war? He's, he did an Aveda, so he should be afraid of his Avedis. So obviously over here, you're going to have to say the same answer that the Gemara said before, that he did Shuvah. And, uh, okay, but the Gemara doesn't bring this up. What's the Gemara's answer right now? When it comes to grafting, there's grafting which is forbidden, and then you don't go back, and there's grafting which is allowed, and then you do go back. So the Gemara here will focus here on this grafting which you said, that if it is allowed, a person grafts a branch into another tree, you come back from the war. Now let's understand exactly what happened here. Hey, Chidomi, what is the case that this person will return from the war? If you're going to say the case over here is, Yalda be Yalda. This tree... This branch that he took was from a tree that was still a young tree. It was still within the first three years. It wasn't used yet. He didn't eat from it yet. And he's grafting it into another tree that's also a young tree that was not eaten from it yet. If so, why are you saying that this person returns from the war because he grafted? So then he should be returning from the war because of the first tree that he planted that he didn't eat from it yet. It's not because of the grafting in the second tree. Hello, so what do you have to say? What are we talking about up here? Yalda bezekena, that there was the, that he grafted from a young tree into, into a tree that's already older, a tree that he already used from before. It was, it was, he already ate from it. That, that's the kind of tree that we're talking about over here. So therefore, even though this is already the, the zekena, this tree, so he, he already ate from it, and therefore, as far as that tree itself is concerned, he wouldn't have to return from the war, but now he grafted, and there's something fresh, a new branch that's going to grow out of it, that's why he's going to have to return from the war. When you take a young tree, and you graft it into an older tree, so then what happens is, the yalda, gets bottled to the Zekena, and there's no din of Arla over here at all. There ain't but din Arla. So that means that the young tree gets bottled to the Zekena, and there's, there's, there's no din of Arla. So over here as well, I should say that even though not as a fresh branch is growing out of this old tree, but because it's growing from the old tree, it becomes bottled to the old tree, and it's like, it's like part of the old tree now. And therefore you don't go back from the war for this. So, how, so why are we saying here that a person that grafts returns from the war? If he's grafting into a young tree, so he should anyways have to return. And if he's grafting into an older tree that he already ate from, so then it becomes bottled to that old tree. So he shouldn't have to return from the war. answers. The case over here is when our mission is said for grafting, you return from the war. Yalda be Yalda. It was one young tree that he grafted with another young tree. <laughs> ah, your question was, the, for the first young tree, he should have to already return, not only because of the grafting. So the answer is, The first young tree that he planted was not made for the purpose to eat from its fruits. It was planted to create a siog, which means to create some kind of a fence. Or kaitis means to use the wood for it, just to, t- to have uh, wood. So, and the Tanan, on that we learned in the Mishnah, when you plant a tree just for the purpose of a fence or for the wood of it, there's no Allah of Arla, and therefore for that you also would not have to return from the war. 
and, and, and therefore over here, only because you grafted another tree into it, that's why you're going to have to return from the worm. So, but now the question is, what, what's the difference over here? What's the difference when you graft a young tree with an old tree, what happens? Now the young tree, because you grafted in this old tree that's potter of our law, so it becomes bottle in it, and there's no din of Arla even for this young tree either. And why if you graft one young tree with another young tree, and we're talking about the first young tree was planted just for a fence or for wood, and that's not chayv and Arla either, why don't I say that the new tree that you grafted into it should become bottle to it as well? Just like when you graft into an old tree, it becomes bottle to it. What's the difference? So there I say delay bottle. Answers the Gemara, there's a difference between an older tree or a tree that was planted with the intention not to use its fruits. Why? Hasam, in the case of the older tree, no matter what, if you change your mind, there's no way that the halacha of, of Arla or Netaravai should apply anymore. It's an older tree. So it doesn't make any difference. The whole halacha doesn't apply anymore of Arla. But hacha, when it comes to this young tree that you planted just as a fence or for its wood, if you change your mind now, you could always change your mind and decide you want to use this tree now for its fruits. So therefore, it is a tree that potentially could have the halacha of Arla in it. Okay, these, these words, the Mepharshim take out, the Mashal erases this. So the point over here is, so therefore, if you now graft another tree into this tree, it doesn't become bottled to it. You're not going to say that there's no din of Arla, because even this tree here potentially would be high of an Arla. And the Gemara says, It's just like a tree that you never planted at all. It just grew on its own. And over there, is there Arla by a tree that grows on its own? The answer is there is. It's now, we learned in the Mishnah, a tree grows on its own. So it's chayiv in our law. So over here as well, when you graft one young tree into another young tree, even though a chatchile was planted not with the intention to use it for its fruits, but if later on you change it, so automatically it does become chayiv in our law. Just like a tree that grows on its own. The tree that grows on its own wasn't originally planted by anybody with the intention to use its fruits, but the moment the fruits are there and they're available, it's chayiv in our law. So over here as well, you can change your mind and use its fruits which are available. Okay, but now the Gemara goes back to the, to, to the original question that we asked. When a person grafted a tree, the Gemara is trying to understand <clears throat> what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah that it's saying that this person returns from the war. If he's grafting with another young tree, so then he should have to return for that other young tree, not only for the grafting. That was our question. So the Gemara says, why don't we give a simple answer to that? The Loikma, why don't we say the answer is as follows. When you have a vineyard that's owned by two different partners, so you have one tree, you have another tree, so you can't ask a question that this person should return from the war because of the other young tree that he has. No, there's one tree that belongs to Reuben, there's another tree that belongs to Shimon, or maybe two vineyards, one vineyard belongs to Reuben and one belongs to Shimon, and then he grafted from one into the other. So he's not returning from the war because of the other one, because that doesn't belong to him. But now because he grafted, so now it's going to grow a new branch, and for that he's returning from the war. Why don't we give such a simple answer? The high It's two partners. Each one is going coming back from the war because of their tree that's growing. answers. The fact that the, the Gemara in that time they did not give this answer. What does this prove? 
Kerem shall shnei shutvim, when you have a vineyard that's owned by two partners, and that's what this is over here, if you would give this answer, you're grafting from your tree into someone else's tree. So now this new branch that grows is basically, a, it's owned in a partnership. In such a case, you don't return from the war if you planted a new tree, but it's a partnership. But why is this true? What would be different from a case where you have five brothers? The Gemara is going to say in the next half, in the case of five brothers, and one brother died in the war, and now his wife is up for Yivum for one of these brothers. He died without children, and one of them have to do the mitzvah of Yivum. What's the halacha there? The Kulon Chayzerin. All of these brothers return back from the war, even though it's sort of a sheared wife. Because she doesn't know who's going to do the mitzvah of Yibum. And uh, you do return. So we should say the same thing over here regarding a, a, a tree that's a, a partnership. You should also have to return. Answers the Gemara, it's not the same thing. Over there, regarding each one of the brothers, I can say that this is his wife. Because there's no such a thing as, as being married to a wife in a partnership. It's a ishish. Somebody's going to marry her. We don't know who, but somebody's going to marry her alone. So therefore, we don't know who. They all have to return. Over here, we can't say that it's his vineyard, only that it's his alone, because it's owned by partnership. The Gemara now gives another answer to the question that we spoke about before. Again, we had it before the, the contradiction. We said that, and the Brais had said that for Mavrich and Markiv, you don't go back from the war. And then the Mishnah had said, Mavrich and Markiv, you do go back from the war. And the Gemara's question was, in our Mishnah when it says that you do go back from the war, but what's this point of Mavrach HaMarkiv? If you're grafting it into another tree, you should have to anyways go back because of the first tree. So the Gemara gives another answer for that. The case of here is that he grafted his tree into a vegetable plant. And in such a case, for the vegetable plant, you would not have to go back. But now that you grafted a tree into this vegetable plant, it's for the tree that you go back. Now the Gemara explains, wait a minute, are you even allowed to graft into a vegetable? If you're not allowed, so then you shouldn't have to go back from the war for this, because this is Harkovas Isser. And we said before, if it's us, you don't go back. So the Gemara brings, it's an argument about this. And for Hai Tanahu, our Mishnah follows the opinion of the Braise that says here, the Tanya Hamavrich Ilom Biyerek, if you graft a tree into a vegetable plant, Rav Shimon Gamliel Mater. Rav Shimon Gamliel says that that's allowed. Mishom Rav Yehuda Ben Gamda Ish Kvaraka. He was quoting from Rav Yehuda Ben Gamda. The Chacham, however, say that this is, this is part of Kalai. You're not allowed. But over here, our Mishnah is following the opinion of Shimon Gamliel that it's allowed. And on that, the Mishnah says that you go back from the war. When Avdimi came, so he said in the name of Rav Yechenen, and he said another answer. Who does the the Braise go according to Rav Yezeb and Yaakivi? The Braise goes according to Rav Yezeb and Yaakivi. In other words, we had a contradiction. The Mishnah says that Mavrach Markiv returns from the war, and the Braise says, you do not. So that he gives a simple answer to this contradiction. He says, we're going, we're going to say that the Braise goes like Rav Yezeb and Yaakiv. What did we quote before in his name? Loi, Omer Rabbi Yezebin Yaakov, didn't Rabbi Yezebin Yaakov say, Hossam, before, Kerem Kimashmoi, that when it says in the Mishnah, sorry, in the Pasik, a vineyard, a vineyard means literally, has to be a vineyard, no other trees. So, Achanami, Nota Kimashmoi, according to Rabbi Yezebin Yaakov, Nota means literally only planted, Noiteya, in Mavrachem Markiv Loi, but not if you grafted. So that's the answer for the contradiction. Our Mishnah darshans that it includes not only planted literally, and the Braise follows Rabbi Yezebin Yaakov's opinion that says it has to be literal. Here the Gemara brings additional drushes 
that Rabbi Yechenen, that Rabdimi, that is, repeated in the name of Rabbi Yechenen and the name of Rabbi Yazam Yaakov. And some of these things are not necessarily related to the subject that we're speaking about. If you have a tree that's still young and it's, it's, it should be the Allah of Arla should apply, but it's lower than a tefach, a very low growing tree. So it's Chayv and Arla all of its all of its life. If it even after three years it only remains very low, so then it looks like a fresh tree. Even many years later, the Mishazi it looks like it's just a year old. So Chachamim will geyser that there's a din of Arla that applies. Says the Gemara, but Vahani Mili Shtaim Kenegeshtaim. That's only if there's four trees, two against two that are planted. And Vahachas Yaitzizanov. And then there's one, a fifth tree that comes out like a tail. Aval Kuli Kerem Kalisle. If you have a full vineyard or a full orchard, which are these very low, small plants, like trees that are these very small plants, <laughs> so then even if for years it remains that low, so then everybody knows that these are not fresh trees and there's no reason for this Gzeda. Another Allah Yasar of Dimam Ram Yechnam Shum Rabbi Yasar bin Yaakib. Mace, a person that we, that body lies, Toifis Arba Amais, the whole area for Amis around is the, considered to be the area of this mace, Le Kriyishma, regarding not saying Kriyishma near him. It's a mock, you're mocking this mace that you say Kriyishma and he can't fulfill the mitzvah. But I think in another place it says it doesn't apply to Kriyishma, only to the mitzvah of Tzitzis. Which represents all of Tayre, do we say this concept of Loyak Larosh and you go to Abesa Kwaris, you're supposed to stick your tzitzis inside your garments, but not regarding Kriyashma. That's how we paskin. If you have an adopted sister that grows up amongst brothers, she's not allowed to get married to any of these brothers, even though she's not a brother, that's not her brothers at all. But the but she looks like a sister, and therefore. She, you're not allowed to marry them. The Gabbara says we don't pass in this way. This is not true because Kala is Milsa. Because there's a rumor or a voice, everybody knows about this, that she's not a real sister. These belong to the poor people, whether, the, whether some, some of the grains that fell while he was collecting, or he forgot to cut, or the pay that's left for the poor people. Now, usually the halach is that the poor people gather, they don't have to give any maestress of it. But if a poor person gathers so much that he has a whole pile and he has a whole threshing for a whole pile, so then hook full of maestra. It's established for maestra and you do have to give maestra for this. So Ula says, Only if he makes this pile out in the field. So people can't distinguish if it was leket or not. So for that you have to give. If he brought it back into the city and there he made a pile, everybody knows that it's not a pile that he grew on his property, but he, he gathered as a poor person. So he does not have to give any maestros, even with the if you have a small young tree or a young uh, vine that's lower than a tefach, it will not make other vegetables that are growing near it climb. Uh, this is a, a unique opinion because he really holds that this whole climb here is really midrabanon. Menatayre climb is only with unique plants, but over here this is a climb midrabanon. But if it's such a small tree, Chacham will not go to the climb. That's only if you have these very young and small trees that are five trees or five vines. But if your entire vineyard is all these small growing trees, so then that's significant, that's chashiv, and over here, chachamim war geyser, the halach of klaim should apply to this.